Hey guys, welcome to It's a Bit Text Life. I'm Megan and I'm your co-host along with Sheena with Not Another Vet Nurse. And we are here to bring you vet information and client information for your pet and also for all of the people in the wonderful veterinary medicine community. We are here to be your support system and we want nothing more than to be able to reach out and help you back. So if you're ready, let's get started on another episode. Let's do it. Hey guys, this is Megan, one of your hosts from It's a Vet Tech's Life. I wanted to take a quick second and tell you all about Anchor. It's the easiest way to make a podcast. And trust me, I've tried several others, so believe me when I say it is the easiest. It's completely free. There's also creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. So it's great for busy people on the go like me. Anchor also distributes your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. So I know in our last episode, we talked a lot about the more serious aspects of what goes on in the world of veterinary medicine. But this time, I really want to show like the fun side of what we do and you know the reason why we do what we do, the things that keep us going. Absolutely. I, I agree. I mean, like everything else, there, there is a lot of hard times. There's a lot of moments that aren't pleasant, but there's always way more that make up for it. Yes, there is. Like lots of puppies and kittens. Yes. <laughs> or anything fluffy. Yes. Had a bunny patient, guinea pig. Oh, oh, I love bunnies. What's your favorite memory of being in the field so far? Favorite memory. So it took me a minute to think about this question. Um, so speaking of puppies, I just remember, um, I remember this C-section we did on Australian, it was an Australian shepherd and she had to have a C-section for whatever reason, I don't remember. Um, and then, so like they were born, we resuscitated them and they were fine. And then I think they came in for like their six week shots or something. And to see them, to go from seeing them, you know, being born and then seeing them six to eight weeks down the road, uh, that was pretty cool. I don't feel like you see that all that often because sometimes the puppies go yeah. to their new owners, to their new states, cities, towns, whatever. Mm-hmm. So you don't really get to see the outcome, I guess, if you will. So to see them come back and to see them all happy and just super cuddly and fluffy, it was, you know, it made it worth It's a very rewarding Yeah, experience. rewarding. One of the best parts of being in this field is being able to see that. It was really fun. What about you? I actually have two. I really cannot choose from. <laughs> <laughs> One of them has a sad start. Well, they both kind of have sad stars, but the happy ending is what makes them my favorite. So we had this little 
was it like a little shih tzu puppy maybe i don't know it was tiny but it was very malnourished but it was found very sickly and we thought it had a liver shunt at first um a rescue group had brought it in and we got to look into some blood work and i don't really remember what happened but it ended up not having liver shunt and it was fixable it would just need some extra care mm-hmm. and so the lady that brought it in with the rescue group was like okay you know i'll take care of it and i'll get it to help and everything and the second they brought the dog in though everybody's like oh my god they just need to put it down like that's just terrible it's so sick and i was like are you guys freaking kidding me Uh, like have you lost your noodles because (laughs) it's a puppy and they're like megan you haven't been in the field. I mean, I had been in maybe a month or two. You know, like, you haven't been in the field long enough to understand what we're saying. I'm like, I totally get that. Like, I really do. But I don't know when along this journey you forgot what you signed on to do. Because <laughs> you signed on to fight for that dog. To yeah. fight to help that dog. And they're like, oh my god, fine, we'll look at the dog. Like, Thank you. <laughs> so we look at the dog and we find out it's not, like as unfortunate as it looks like we can save it so we did and a few weeks later it comes back and it's like happy and bouncing around the room (laughs) and everybody's like look this is that little dog that we didn't think would make it i was like you mean the one you you didn't really want to help (laughs) and they're like it just looked at me like ignoring me it was like Uh radio silence and i'm like throwing that out there (laughs) (laughs) i'm like I told you not to give up on this dog. Like, it was a baby. You should never stop. No, no. Like, it had potential. And because you didn't stop, you remembered why you loved what you did and why you signed on to do this. You saved that dog. Yeah, that's what it's all about. And in that moment, it was like, you know, we really can make a difference in lives. Like, we we could save lives. That was when it kind of hit me. <laughs> Because like I said, I was still very, very, very new and hadn't seen half of the stuff that I have by now. (laughs) So, you know. But then my second favorite one was right as I was about to leave this clinic, we had this little Dotson come in. It was really sad because it somehow ended up being the chew toy of a Great Dane. And it had like massive brain damage and all kind of stuff. But we would actually do physical therapy on this dog every hour or two hours. I don't really remember. But like we would force his little arms and legs to like match it, kind of giving that regular form of movement. And we, then we would massage the little muscles. And we eventually moved him to like pool therapy. Mm. And we, we got like a little kiddie pool from like little plastic ones from Walmart or the dollar store. And we filled it up with a little bit of water and we were trying to get him to walk a little bit more in there. And he started doing really good with it. Like he would try to like hold himself up more. And it was mainly like with his stability. Cause you know, like the water kind of throws you off. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it really helped his stability and it really changed everything. And a girl that started there ended up like taking him home to do more pool therapy and like a bigger pool because she had worked with rehab before and this opened my my mind to the whole world of animal rehab and I was like this is a beautiful thing like oh my god and I've actually seen on Instagram now where this same dog she's fostering him until she can find him a new home because the owner surrendered him Uh and um he's like running and playing and he's like playing with other dogs dogs like he doesn't have any kind of like residual fears and it's just so amazing because nobody nobody thought that dog would walk again 
Yeah. Like without extensive care and therapy. And we gave him the best that we could and we did everything we knew to do. And he, he survived and he's thriving. That's awesome. Those are, those are the two stories that's like, no, even on your worst days, you know that you can and you have made a difference. Yeah, absolutely. That's what, that's why it was really hard for me to pick between those two. (laughs) Because like, those are the two that stand out to me the most. Everything else was like routine stuff. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot of moments that I've had that I'm like, oh, those are really cool. But yeah, it's kind of hard to pick between them. I understand that. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, and I've also, I got to stand in on a surgery at another hospital I worked at because this doctor had actually gone to England to get his degree. And so oh. he was, yeah, he oh, was wow. not only a doctor of veterinary medicine, but he was a surgeon too. Wow. I was like, because I remember everybody had DVM after their name and his was like DVMS or BSBM. And I'm like, oh, I yeah. finally looked, he was the owner of the place too. And I finally looked at him one day and I'm like, I got a question. <laughs> and he goes, what? I said, why does your name have all kind of different letters after it than everybody else's? Like, what makes you so different? <laughs> and he goes, he just looked at me for a second and I was like, no disrespect, just curiosity. And he was like, I went to school in England. Like, I'm, I'm a surgeon. Because we had a dog there that needed orthopedic help. And I said, well, we got to send it out. And he goes, no. I can fix the broken leg. Like, I'm a, I'm a surgeon. Wow. And I was like, so is that that's, why you, that's why you got all those weird initials, man. Is that, like, only in England? I'm not sure. Huh. But it was yeah. really, that's the only time I've ever seen it. It was, like, BSVM or something. I don't know. Yeah. I kept trying to put it together, and I'm like, bachelor's of science. No, that can't be <laughs> it, because you got to have a bachelor's to get to vet school. <laughs> Right, right. So uh, it, I finally just one day I was like, you know what? I don't really have a filter. I'm just gonna ask. <laughs> that would be me. Yeah, uh, I think those are the ones that survive better. Feel. Uh huh. Yeah, definitely. You gotta be strong for sure. So like I've seen a lot and learned a lot just since my short time in the field, and like just stating the obvious, animals are smart and amazing and funny. Like, growing up, I was always a straight dog person. Like, Mm -hmm. they were my favorite. If I had to pick, it was going to be a dog. But I have a soft spot for all types of animals. Yeah. And, you know, I didn't really think much about cats. (laughs) But um, (laughs) lately, so the clinic, I had several clinics that I worked at that had, like, clinic cats. Mm -hmm. Like, this clinic has four. (laughs) That's a lot of cats. (laughs) Yeah, they, they, my, my running joke when clients ask is like oh it's it's their clinic they just let us work here i mean that's cats in general yeah (laughs) and normally like they're i've always heard they're like very fickle one person animals and it's to an extent it's true Uh but i um i've seen some pretty pretty stereotypical things that these cats have just broken like i was checking out a customer one day and one of our cats just jumps up into my lap to the desk looks at me looks at the customer and then like jumps onto my chest and is just like cuddling me <laughs> and I'm like okay oh, what happened to you oh. like you don't speak to me but then I have there's another one who's like she's like the welcoming wagon she always sits out there and 
everybody loves her everybody knows her like everybody pets her and like dogs will come up and sniff her and she's like oh <laughs> i'm like sweetie sweetie you're you're, you're a deep log cat that's oh, a big dog and she's like i don't care i'm gonna get him yeah she's like i got back claws yeah, she's, like, she's like i got this <laughs> but um she's she's so funny like i'm starting to think guard cats are a thing okay so there's two different instances that these cats have taught me the same cat that will try to like snap back at the dogs she sits by the front door all day long and i actually have a picture of her doing this i might have to post it to um (laughs) the podcast page but um it's hilarious but she uh will sit in front of the front door and stare out of it and when the rush hour comes and people like rev their engine or go by really fast she'll go and like yell at them and i'm like <laughs> you tell them girl I'm like, and people come in they're like is she gonna go out i was like no she's the running guard cat she's fine <laughs> she's not gonna leave the door but it's hilarious because she like sits at the door and like yells at these people driving by Oh my god. <laughs> or like she'll be walking around out there and we'll just hear her like making all these sounds and like talking to herself and I'm like what is she doing? Talking to herself. <laughs> she does. Like there's nobody in the lobby and she's like, rah, rah. I'm like, Aww. Oh. <laughs> I'm like she's we check her like mental health right now. <laughs> like what's, what's going on? Why is she talking to herself? We need the cat cat mental health, please. Yeah. And then we have another he's kind of a kitten so he's our psycho kitty but we love him but he hasn't really done anything like actually he plays fetch i take that back Hmm. yeah they we've taught him to play fetch that's interesting it took my dogs forever to learn that Mm, he plays fetch if you give him a toy he'll play fetch if you give him a ball like ball of a piece of paper he will pat that thing around for hours (laughs) oh But then the one story that I was like, whoa, guard cats are definitely a thing, I think, is we had um, one of our our new cats. They got one, like, right after I started there. Mm -hmm. And he's pretty big, and he's just quiet. And one day, I don't remember why I was back in treatment, because being reception right now, I'm not really back there all that much. But um, there was some cat they were trying to get out of the kennels to send home, and it was, like, really vicious. Oh, God. And... This cat kept like like keep like trying to jump up on the table and like insert himself between the vicious cat and the tech. Oh gosh, I can see that ending badly. Yeah, so we were she was like, it surprised us all when he first did it. So she kinda like grabbed him by the scruff and like sat him down to like get him away really fast. And we're like, All right. And so the cat started giving him trouble again and the cat's like halfway in now, but still putting up a fight. And the cat gets back up there again and I'm like, Oh my god, what are you? A guard cat? Oh my our doctor's like Oh my god, is he getting protective of everybody? That is so weird. I've never heard of cats doing that. I know. It's what, like These cats are blowing my mind. Like, they are totally breaking the mold of anything I've ever thought. Huh. Like, I never knew of cats to really be, like, protective and guarding, especially of, like, a group of people. Yeah. I mean, or anything other than themselves. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> but. Yeah, I mean, they... They're amazing. And I also learned the hard way you cannot eat tilapia or tuna for lunch. Oh, yeah. I have not a picture. With, not with a bunch of cats in the hospital. No. <laughs> I have a picture of one of them. She's like peeking around my lunchbox, like eyeballing my tilapia. 
and then um the baby not baby but the little kitten that we have mm-hmm. i had tuna one day and i turned my head and i had luckily had a little piece on a spoon mm-hmm. and he put his head in my bowl and like licks the tuna off the spoon and i was like but luckily he didn't touch anything but that piece of tuna and i was oh. like well here's your freaking tuna <laughs> i was like here you win a piece of tuna now back off my food so oh. i had to like shovel in the rest of that meal oh my gosh <laughs> i'm like i can't i can't like even try to eat healthier on you guys oh my gosh yeah cats i it's funny you said that you were like a dog person right mm-hmm. like growing up i mean we had so we had dogs cats chickens like all kinds of weird stuff growing up so i like loved all animals but i always loved cats right so i thought that i liked like i liked all of them but i was really close to the cats for whatever reason and then i become a vet tech and i'm like oh i still love cats you know even though some of them can be cranky and be jerks and you know whatever i have only ever been bit by a cat right and so that's what i was gonna say like the only time i literally had to go to the hospital was when i like this i don't know if you've seen pet cemetery but that they have like a gray cat it was a pet cemetery gray cat that turned around and latched onto my hand and attacked the crap out of me and from that point on i was like nope i'm more of a dog person now so it's just it just makes me laugh because like i used to i mean i love all animals but i am too more of a dog person now because i'm like god scare the shit out of me i was so scared of that cat i had to keep it in the kennels after that and i'm like yeah i'm like you're telling me i have to come in here daily and change his bedding and reach my arm in there and get the li- no 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 i i would like have to put up a towel because they had like the condos where they could like walk through two different parts um, so i like put up a towel and i'm like you stay over there uh, yeah, man, they're, they're yeah, they're scary sometimes, and they're they fast. Are. They're fast. They, oh my god, they're so fast. Uh, like well, cat like reflexes is not a joke. No, it's pretty legit. It is it's pretty legit. That's funny, just in general. I know, like guard guard cats. Like who would have thought of it? Not me. I have some guard dogs, that's for sure. Well, on top of the guard dogs, I've also had some, or guard cats, I've also had some super smart dogs. Mm-hmm. Like, when I worked in the kennels, I had a lab puppy. I mean, it wasn't a, it was big, so it was maybe about a year old. And it literally knew how to open the door. It just hadn't figured out to push as it pulled down the handle. Oh, jeez. Had it figured out that part, it literally could have opened doors for me. <laughs> Oh, and that's from a lab. I mean, they're kind of, I mean, they're smart, but they're kind of like cuckoo. It was a silver lab, too. Oh, those are rare. See? <laughs> yeah. That's probably why. Oh, All silver labs. They're, they're, they're breed all their own. They, yeah, they really, they really are. Like, to the point, I didn't know it was a lab. I was like, is that, that's a Weimaraner in there, right? And, yeah. Or they, no, they asked me something. I was like, yeah, it's a little Weimaraner. And they're like, uh, you don't have a Weimaraner in your kennels. <laughs> I'm like, yes, I do. Like, <laughs> here's the paperwork. Here's its name. They're like, yeah, that's a silver lap wagon. <laughs> I I'm mean, like, they're awkward. The, the exact same. Basically. So, I don't know. But, um, yeah, no. Um, I also, I've, I've come into contact with some very smart dogs. And a friend of mine that works in the kennels where I work now, they had this, um, it's an it's a old, like, 12-year-old German short-haired pointer. So, it, it'd been around the block, but it 
figured out that if it spilled its water bowl, she'd have to open the door to clean the kennel. Gosh. So it would tump over its water bowl constantly. So she would have to open the door and clean the kennel. And when she would do that, it would try to escape. (laughs) And then like that guy came to check out the dog from boarding that night. And I'm like, I pull it up and I see the age and the breed of the dog. I was like, oh, is this a smart dog? And she goes, she was like, yeah. He goes, wait, wait, wait. Smart dog? I have a smart dog? <laughs> like, your dog's a genius, dude. <laughs> like, it swindled her like three times a day. Oh, my gosh. Wrong dogs, man. They're hilarious. Yeah. My two are too smart for their own good. Um, I have two German Shepherds. Oh, God, yeah. So... Yeah, because I kennel them when we're gone, and mm-hmm. he constantly escaped, always. And I'm like, what? Why? Where? And then, like, his sister, well, not really his sister, but my female, um, she'll just be sitting, and they're like, well, why didn't you let me out? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so, yeah, constantly just coming out. I don't, so we'd have to, like, double leash him, or, like, not double leash, but we'd, like, um, put a clasp on the on Oh, the my board. God. So he'd have to be like double locked or something because I swear I think I would have had to get like a security camera before I did that and seeing just how he did it. No, well, that's how we found out he was doing it, but it wasn't showing us how he was doing it. Like we would just look and all of a sudden he would be walking around the garage because they were in the garage at the time. Oh great, the dog's so smart he's in cahoots with the camera. Yeah, so I was like seriously, and like he can also (laughs) well they both can, like open the, like we have those trash cans that you have to press a button they press the yeah. button and can open the damn trash can oh my god I'm like you guys are just too too much love them to death but they are way too smart sometimes I actually have and I, I cannot wait to hear your reaction to this <laughs> inside we have a chihuahua <laughs> oh goodness but he's not like I'm the only one like he like bites and he doesn't even break the skin he just like puts his teeth on me because he doesn't want his nails clipped oh but, like i take him to the vet or pet smart and he's just like here's my paw oh jeez. and i'm like you know what screw you dog I'm like dang it it's puppers he's but like he'll scream especially if my dad's home because my dad will be like what are you doing to the dog <laughs> so like i get near him and he's like ah! i'm like oh, okay i mean chihuahua's gonna be pretty good too well, we used to try to put, like, a um, baby gate up and, like, just kind of confine him to my room. Mm-hmm. And this dog, he had a wooden baby gate, chewed through it, <laughs> had a plastic baby gate, chewed through it in one day. Oh, my gosh. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, and people want to, like, give him little toys and stuff. And I'm like... Can we have the Kong Great Dane version? Yeah, no, he'd probably chew through that. He can't, like, he loves, like, the soft, cuddly toys, but mm-hmm. he mutilates them. And then when we do surgery on him to sew them back together, he gets very upset. <laughs> I was like, he literally, he has to be in there. Oh. And we're like, all right, well, you can't get near the needle. So he'll, like, sit there and just watch. Oh. And, like, if you try to get his attention, he's like, I'm busy. Hmm. Like, you can tell the look on his face, like, stop and focus. <laughs> and, like, we, we sew his little lovies back together and give it to him. And he's, like, he'll, like, lick them. Like, I'm so sorry you went through that. Aww. And I'm, like, but you're the reason you w- they went through it. 
Oh my gosh. That's how mine are. They like those squishy toys, but they'll just destroy, destroy them. them. I'm like, what is the point? And they're like $10 or whatever, depending on yeah. what you get. So I'm like, I'm not getting you anymore. No. <laughs> no. God. Do your dogs pout? Um, My female does. Yeah. She also holds grudges if you, uh, like, mm-hmm. if you punish her. Because she kind of never gets punished because she's, you know, the baby of the house. And um, so, yeah, she'll pout or she'll, like, she won't make eye contact with you or she, like, won't let you pet her. So, yeah, she's, they, she does that occasionally. My chihuahua does that. Like, the first time my dad was home with him and he was really worried. He, he called us really worried. He's like, I can't get Jax. Like, we have this dining room table and Jax will go, like, all up in it. <laughs> And like kind of hide between the chairs. He's like, I can't get Jax out from under the dining room table. I think something's wrong with him. He hasn't come out all day. And so we come home to help him. And he's like, oh, hey, mom. Hey, mama. Like, how you doing? And my dad's like, what? What happened? And I'm like, did you do anything? My dad's like, what? What? It was something stupid, too. It was like he had told him him not to do something or whatever. Like, very, very basic. That yeah. dog got so butthurt, he would not talk to him <laughs> the rest of the day. <laughs> oh. And even now, like, he just had one of his little fits the other day. He got mad because my dad was like, you can't, you have to poop on your pads. Like, you can't, you can't just poop, like, wherever you want. That's gross. Right. And, like, the dog would go under the table. He pouted the entire day. Oh, and the only way, the only way to get him to come out is if you go to him, he will not come to you no matter how much you call him. You have to go over there to him and like coerce him out. And then he will come out of the table and love on you. And he will stare down the person that made him mad the rest of the oh, day. My God. <laughs> I'm like, oh, oh my God. is this real life? <laughs> oh my gosh. No, that's totally true. One time I uh, uh, took... Kimber is a, my female, so she wasn't feeling well. She has, like, a sensitive stomach every once in a while, because mm-hmm. shepherds, shepherds do. Um, and so, I was, like, panicked, because she was, like, acting weird. And so, I spent money and took her to the hospital, and basically, they were just, like, there's nothing wrong with her. She's fine. She just wanted to get out of the house, because she was fine when I got there. And I was, like, so, you, <laughs> I just paid for you to tell me that she's a shepherd, basically. Thanks. So, nice. Yeah. I mean, there really wasn't. Like, she has a history of having, like, pancreatitis and all this other stuff. So, I thought for sure she was going to have that. But when they got, when she got there, they said that she looked fine. And I was like, you little shithead. Like, oh, my yep. God. I just, who, like, who runs who in the house is what I want to know. Oh, it's definitely their world. Yeah, for sure. Do you yeah. have any favorite breeds, like, from working with them? Um, working with them. Like, for example, mm-hmm. mine was always labs. I, well, I started working with them and literally every exploratory surgery I've ever seen, been a part of, or heard about in the time at all the clinics that I've been at has been on either a lab or a retriever, <laughs> like a golden retriever or a lab. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, so-and-so patient ate something. And I'm like, lab? And they're like, yep. And I'm like, yep. Yeah. Nuh-uh. So now I'm like, I don't know if I want another lab. I will say that it's it's definitely kept me from certain breeds. Like you said, mm-hmm. lab, lab, always eating stuff. Um, 
Gold. I don't know. I'd say what is my favorite? I mean, I do like Labs. I really like Goldens. I think they're all they're always usually pretty nice, pretty friendly. Um, and then, I mean, obviously, I like German Shepherds. Um, because they're I've always had them. But uh-huh. I don't know. I don't know. It's I don't know if I really have a favorite one, but I will say that working in the field has kept me from owning a lot of breeds so <laughs> yeah um i actually one of the well most well-behaved patients i've ever had was a doberman yeah they are they they're pretty nice for the most part they're, yeah like i'm a big nature versus nurture person honestly yeah yeah I mean, like, i could pretty much do a whole episode on talking about my opinion on that alone <laughs> yeah. but um Nine times out of ten, I'm a I'm a like full on pit lover. Like I've mm-hmm. I've seen way more good in the breed than I have bad. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think they're very stereotyped and misunderstood. But again, another soapbox that I could probably do a whole episode on. Right. <laughs> um, but working in the kennels, there was two breeds that I fell in love with. Um, my first time, like my first week, they're like, all right, here you go. This dog's super aggressive, by the way. Oh, God bless. <laughs> and um, it was a little American Eskimo. Oh, they're fluffy. It was so fluffy and white. It's like, yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, they're like, he's very aggressive, blah, 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 blah. And another girl goes, if you just go slow, he's not that bad. Mm-hmm. So I would take my time with him. And he was wary of me at first, but he finally, like, I finally was able to gain his trust, like, the week that I kept him. And he's so they were so smart oh my god like he did this thing when he would get excited he would like spin around in a circle Mm -hmm. and so every morning i'd come in for work and he would just start spinning in his kennel Mm -hmm. and i was like oh my god that's heartwarming and so i would teach him i was like do the spin do the spin and he'd start spinning every time i would say do the spin i was like i just taught you a trick in like three days flat oh how funny i mean you did it you learned it yourself but i like taught you the words right and um i would just like sit in his kennel sometimes i would open the door and sit there and he's like i could bite you if i wanted i'm like i know you could <laughs> like we would kind of have like a little mexican standoff and i would kind of stick out my hand and he's like i'm not gonna smell it <laughs> only only for like a second i'm like okay he's like i'm not licking it I'm like you don't have to <laughs> and he's like okay you know what can, can you pet me while you're here and eventually like I could just walk into the cage and like give the dog a bear hug and he was like perfectly fine with it kissing me like he was completely different dog mm. and being able to like teach him the words and like basically make up a random trick out of something that he had been doing I just yeah. like bonded with him so quickly and coming in to see him spinning and he was so excited that mm-hmm. I was like man that's what I want to go home to yeah absolutely then my other one was a Bernie's mountain dog and Ooh, I before, like that. yeah before I had her I had only ever carried in like the ones that they had to like like because the first place I worked for they would do like home euthanasias too mm-hmm. and so I'm like helping carry it in I'm like I'm never owning this dog oh heavy but then I met her and I fell completely in love like immediately because she was just the biggest sweetest little thing and she had 
a golden retriever older sister that was six years old and she was only eight months old and she was like twice as big as her retriever sister oh my gosh massive and she was just the sweetest like she would get so excited whenever i would come to her cage and when they came in unexpectedly for like their second stay with me I kind of caught them out the corner of my eye because somebody else was walking them down. And I said, are those my babies? And they turned around and they like yanked on their leashes and met me halfway down the hallway. Oh, I was like, oh, heart melted. But if I had a bad day, I could just like open up her kennel. So we had like the bigger mm-hmm. kennel, up, like the run and go in there and just sit with her. And she would just like, let me sit with her. Oh, we take selfies, like whatever. <laughs> My um, phone, my phone is my phone is full of selfies with dogs. Oh well, I I hear that mine is full of my dog. So oh, mine's full of my dog selfies with other people's dogs. Yeah, my work cats and my child. There you go. <laughs> but yeah, like those those two instances have really like made me think like I really want to own own one of those breeds one day. Yeah, I. I agree with the Bernese Mountain Dog. I was attacked by an American Eskimo when I was little, so I don't know about that one, but... Really? Yeah. Well, they said this one would, like, if somebody, like, a family came over to visit, like, they knew to just leave the dog alone because he was, like, vicious. And, like, he's scared. Yeah. But with him, it was, like, you had, you couldn't just, like, come and go. You had to, like, spend time with him. For me, it was, like, daily efforts to try and get this dog to, like, not attack. Oh. They're like, nobody has time for that. I'm like, well, nobody has time for an ER visit either, so let me do my thing, and you do your job, and we'll coexist nicely. Right. It's like, I'm the one that's got to interact with this dog several times during the day. I want it to like me. Right. Yeah. But I will admit, it did take a great deal of effort on my part of just, like, sitting there and being patient. Mm-hmm. And before I could, like, open the cage door and go to him, I would have to, like, put my hand to, like, the closed door so he could, like, sniff it. And i talked to him a little bit. And if he, like, went crazy, I'm like, all right, whatever. I gotta go. I got work to do. <laughs> and yeah. then I'd try again later. Yeah. Oh. But, it, th- yeah, that dog, it, it was a lot of work. It was a lot of give and take. But his personality, once I got to that point, was amazing. He was just, like, the happiest little thing. Well, that's cool. Yeah, but I I do see, like, why you would be wary of them. And the fact that, like, he was also labeled to be kind of vicious. Yeah. I haven't seen too many American Eskimos in my career, though. Which is kind of... That's the first and only. That's... Yeah, that's like... I think... I'm trying to think back. I don't know. I've always... I know that I've seen a baby American Eskimo, like, one. And I had never seen one. And this was, like, later in my career. And... It was a little shithead, and I was like, you guys need to get this under control. <laughs> um, but other than that, I don't, I mean, unless they were American Eskimos, and I don't, they just look like fat ones, I don't know, but I really don't feel like I've seen that many of them, and that's probably why. <laughs> probably. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I mean, I don't, I don't think they're all that popular, yeah. for, for obvious reasons. Yeah. But one thing, I live in the South. Mm-hmm. So it's really hot. Yeah, I've seen a lot of great Pyrenees dogs. Oh, I like them. I think they're cute too. They're mm-hmm. huge and beautiful, but I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm that real. Mm-hmm. It's so hot here. Oh, 
And I feel like that too, because I'm in uh, California and I see huskies in the summer and I'm like, how are you, like, why are you walking your dog right now? It's like a hundred degrees. They're probably hot as hell. Mm-hmm. I'm that annoying person that like, if we, if you stop and talk to me and you're walking your dog, I'm like, just be mindful of the sidewalks. <laughs> they get hot. Yeah. Pause. It's a well, thing. Yeah. Sidewalks and the the street, the asphalt, but oh, I didn't know it too. My dog has, he has some sort of weird condition. I just thought it was like, just how he was, but hmm. when I, when we first got him, they're like, oh, he has a naked puppy belly, and I'm like, yep, and still, like, even to this day, he's like about to be six, I think, and he does not have very much hair behind his ears or on his belly. It's just peach fuzz, but hmm. he always gets like a clean bill of health, hmm. and he's a chihuahua interesting exactly and you know that and i think i accidentally sunburned his head one day <laughs> so Aww. doggy sunscreen it's totally necessary it's like a necessity it is a necessity yeah. necessity big time thank you that word <laughs> uh, yeah yes. it's like this is great <laughs> sunburn the dog's head and it's probably it wasn't like, that bad though is it like a light color chihuahua He's more like a sable and white. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, a little bit. I was gonna I mean, say he's got those ones. He's like tan, black with like white specks on it and like a white tip tail. Oh, okay. He's on white on his face. Hmm. Yeah. He needs sunscreen or a hat. Don't even <laughs> the hat. Like, don't give anybody any ideas, especially my family. Uh-huh. <laughs> but I never understood why he was so cold. Like during the winter, it's like shake so bad that it's like worrisome almost but like you put a sweater on him and he's fine and I'm and I'm starting to like piece together after working in the field that like him not having air in certain areas is abnormal so he's probably abnormally cold probably but I mean he probably has hardly any hair or body fat that too <laughs> regardless the sweater helps but, yeah well there you go <laughs> Oh, man. No, mine don't need sweaters. They have... No, yours come with built-in insulation. They have enough hair to choke the vacuum every day, so it's terrible. Do you have any more funny stories or questions? Um, the only other thing that, I, that you made me think of when, uh, when, we, when you were talking about your whole guard cat thing, um, <laughs> it made me think of when I was um, dating my husband or it was my boyfriend at the time but my husband um Mm -hmm. and I had I had cats when we first got together and he ended up being allergic so I had to rehome them which they got good homes but anyways so he came home late one night because he you know he works weird he used to work weird shifts he's a lot it's a lot better now but he came home it was my place and my cat was there and I guess like (laughs) Oh no. I guess he like the cat did like the Halloween cat. I was asleep. I don't remember. I I don't know what happened, but he did like the Halloween arched cat hissing, like <laughs> freaked out on him. And he, knew, <laughs> he knew who he was. So I, I don't know what your deal is, but it was just like you must think you're a dog or something. I don't I don't know, but it was just maybe Maybe guard cats are really a thing. Maybe. I uh, I find that really odd. Really odd. Yeah. Really. I mean, th- the saying is that cats have staff. 
you know like what do they need to guard you from so I don't know it's just strange (laughs) but it's just really odd and then the when you were talking about like stereotypes right like any breeds or anything that break the stereotype I was thinking about this girl that I work with her cat she has a tortie and you know how torties and calicos are right like, I haven't really seen them all that much. We mostly have tabbies. Oh, okay. Well, forties and calicos are known for being little shitheads, basically. Like, most of the cats that I've seen that are evil are a tortoiseshell or a calico. I don't know why. I don't know. I don't know the reasoning, but they are. And this girl that I work with, her torty cat, I was, like, scared to meet her. So I was like, oh, great. I'm going to get my face eaten or whatever. <laughs> And um, she was like the nicest cat I've ever seen. Is this real? Are you sure you're a tortoiseshell? Um, so that was like the weirdest thing ever. I had never, I mean, if anyone else is listening and has seen a tortoiseshell, they don't know what I'm talking about because they are crazy. And she, or if you have any like break the stereotype stories, yeah, like drop a message about that. We would love to hear it and share it with everyone. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, it's crazy. Uh, so the last breed question early have do you have a favorite cat breed cat breed oh i really love um i really love maine coons everybody asks if the two that we have the two big ones are maine coon mm-hmm. and i'm like maybe somewhere very distantly distantly down the line like yeah. a smidge but no one's just overweight and i don't know the other one's excuse but <laughs> <laughs> oh. they're like his mom's a vet. How's he overweight? I'm like, you know what? We don't ask questions around here. We just, we just, just there. The thing is, like, just be like, I know me personally, like, I'm a vet tech, but I don't ever give my dogs vaccines on time. Like, here I am preaching, get your shots, get your this. I'm terrible at it. So, of course, my dogs are probably overweight, but I don't know. It's funny. But no, I really love Maine Coons. And then I also really love, they're not a breed, but I'm, I'm, a sucker for an orange cat. I love orange cats. I don't know why. I do. <laughs> what about That's you? Super basic, probably, but Bengals. Oh my god, they're beautiful. They are beautiful, but they're they're also kind of buttheads. Well, yeah, I mean they're crossbred with yeah, you know. Yeah, that's true. It's true. Bengals. <laughs> they are. They are really pretty though. Their markings are very, they're just like exquisite. Yeah. That's really what gets me with them is like, they are the most beautiful cats I've ever seen. Yeah, they really are. But I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I could own one. I don't know. I've never like had to come across owning one, but I ran into um, a lady that kind of happened up on one. She thinks it's like just a mixture maybe, mm-hmm. but she was like, I think it definitely is if you look at the markings. And so I went home because, like, I have, like, a complete breed book for, like, cats and dogs. Mm. Trying to, like, educate myself more about the breeds. hmm Which I think well, might be really fun to do sometime on here. Yeah. Especially with the cat breeds because I didn't know there were so many. But, um. Yeah. I actually got this and it was just saying that, that you can tell their markings by the fact that it kind of just looks like somebody painted them on there they don't have like a real specific oh pattern like domesticated like fully domesticated cats they say have like what's it called on symmetrical markings okay 
And like, that's how you can kind of tell that between like a actual Bengal. I'm actually trying to find it in my book right now so I can, most domesticated cats have um, very symmetrical markings unless they have like a specific breed in them. Like, um, like a, I can't really say it's like Oxycat classic. I don't know. It's, um, it's like the a version of like a Oxycat. cat. I don't know. Oh, the, like Aussie cat or something o-c-i-c-a-t yeah Yeah. something like that it's um the classic it's like a tabby with a with like an exotic difference so whenever they have like different markings i've learned that those are those are like the exotic ones there's something different about them but like um this one actually had the like marble classic appearance as of the bingle and it had the distinct like build with like the lower back end Mm-hmm. And that's really how we could tell in like its cheeks it literally just looked like somebody outlined all of its bone structure with like a perfect little little wow. paintbrush. It was beautiful. Wow. So pretty. Interesting. No, it's it's easy to just be like, I'm gonna have short hair, medium hair, or long hair. Yeah, that's pretty much how all cats are classified. <laughs> Unless it's like Siamese. Right. Exactly. Or something that you can't, like, ignore. I actually have a cat that I rescued from the woods, and I swear she's got some kind of, like, Bombay in her. Because, like, the way that this book shows that cat, like, prowling, it looks just like her when she's prowling. Like, she's got the sturdy, muscular body. Huh. Is it, is she black? Yeah. Yeah. She's actually all black. Just have some white on her chest and like her paws and the tip of her tail. So I was like, I'm thinking that she might have some somewhere. Interesting. Because she definitely looks like one. But I can't get her still enough these days to take a picture because that was before the no animals in the house rule. Oh. Yeah. You should do a DNA test. I thought they only had this for dogs. Um, I don't know if they're dog specific. Maybe they are. I know Amazon has like dog ones. Which is, they need to come out with a cat one then. Probably because they're so used to domestic, short hair, long hair, medium. Yeah, and I think that like that would probably even help like with the animal's care too, knowing its breed. Yeah. Because like I know certain dogs are more predisposed to other like to certain conditions versus other breeds. Yeah. I yeah. Don't know. That'd it's definitely a, interesting. Yeah. But I wonder if I did that with my purebred chihuahua and it came back that he has something else in there. If I could be like, <laughs> hey, AKC, I want a refund. Yeah. I, yeah, I want to do that with my dogs. Let's see. <laughs> <laughs> Can he get the refund now? Yeah. No joke. Eight years later. Yeah. They're going to be like, no. Took you, long, <laughs> took you too long to notice. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. It's crazy. Along with the downsides and the hard times, there's there's lighthearted, fun aspects to it as well. And it's just finding the balance and remembering that not it's not a bad life or it's not a bad job. It's just a bad day or a bad moment. Because mm-hmm. you could go from a really sad room to a brand new puppy that everybody's excited about. You know, so it's it's night and day between rooms and... I think that's really what keeps me going but 
I also thought it was really important to show that it's not just like an emotionally hard job that it has fun stuff as well yeah absolutely thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of it's a vet text life and we really appreciate it and we hope we can reach out and help people through this and educate people as well if you have any questions or if you want to get your thoughts on the show about you know your job what you're going through or a funny story about an animal um please go to anchor.fm backslash it's a vet sex life and leave us a voice message on there or you can go to my instagram it's at Megs, M-E-G-G-S underscore Noel N-O-E-L and leave me a message on there but as mentioned before in previous episodes there are some community rules please be positive and happy and you know if you have a sad situation you're working through that's perfectly fine and we're here for that but no negativity no haters no room for that we're here to bring people happiness and also don't mention clinics or client names yes confidentiality confidentiality but if you want to reach out to the group itself, Sheena, what's the, yes. hash, or the handle? Our handle is not another vet nurse. That's, our, that's Instagram and Facebook. So you'll be able to find us on either one. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. And can't wait to do another episode for you guys. Bye. Bye.